0: Our scripture this morning is a reading from the book of Psalms, Psalm 136, verses 1 through 26. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. O give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. O give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who spread out the earth on the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for a steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for a steadfast love endures forever. Who struck Egypt through their firstborn, for a steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, for a steadfast love endures forever with a strong hand and an outreached arm, for his steadfast love endures forever, who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever, who made water flow from the rock, for his steadfast love endures forever, who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever, and killed famous kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Shion, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, keen of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to his servant Israel, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. O give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Denise. Let's take a deep breath. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. My family has a favorite blessing that we like to offer at mealtimes. It's called Johnny Appleseed. Do you know it? Christy, can you help me sing it? It starts like this. Oh, the Lord is good to me. And so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need, the sun and the rain and the appleseed. The Lord is good to me yeah cha 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 or amen, amen, amen amen, amen, amen so olivia three year old she adds something so when we say Amen, she says, and thank you That burst of gratitude from a three year old Brings joy to my heart, and I wonder if that's how the writers of the psalms felt when they wrote some of these ancient hymns. So we've been talking over the past several weeks about psalms as the voice of the people. So far, we have studied a psalm of awe and praise, a psalm of lament and grief, and a royal psalm, which teaches us how to order our lives. These ancient words are attributed to at least eight different voices written over a span of 500 years, but they all speak to the human condition. We all look at the world with wonder sometimes, don't we? We are all filled with sorrow at other times. We all need a sustainable rhythm of life to be healthy, and gratitude is something that often wells up inside of us, even and especially in everyday moments. Psalms of thanksgiving present God's goodness as the core of our gratitude. These psalms often praise God for specific acts of grace and mercy, and they present thanksgiving as a form of of worship. Psalm 136, for example, tells the story of God's faithfulness from before creation to the time that the hymn was written, and it's held together with one phrase. God's steadfast love endures forever. This proclamation is included 27 times in the text for today. Perhaps you even began saying it under your breath as Denise read the passage this morning. You may not remember a single other word that was said today, but I bet you can leave here saying God's steadfast love endures forever. And that's the beauty of repetition. We know enough about the brain to know that repetition is a key tool in education. Repetition fosters learning. It improves retention. It strengthens the brain and can even double learning speed. Repetition also teaches patience. It reduces stress, increases focus, and builds confidence. Now, maybe the writer of Psalm 136 knew all of that. Maybe he didn't. It was probably a he. Regardless, it's easy to tell that the eternal quality of God's faithfulness, the eternal quality of God's faithfulness is the main point. It's the takeaway. It's the truth to be remembered. God's steadfast love endures forever. Now, we know that to love is to choose to will the good of another, right? That's the definition that we use here at Morningstar. It's from St. Thomas Aquinas. To love is to choose to will the good of another. And so the psalmist is saying that that's what God does for us. God chooses to will the good of humanity. For how long? Forever. That's right. God's steadfast love endures forever. And God chooses to will our good forever. And if forever did not make the point clear enough, the writer inserts the word steadfast to describe God's love? The word steadfast means resolute, unwavering, not subject to change. This description of the quality of God's love speaks to God's character, God's very nature. It's a claim that the people of God make not just Not just in the Psalms, but throughout the biblical text as well. We can see these words of God's steadfast love enduring forever in the Chronicles, in prophecies of Jeremiah and Ezra, in other Psalms, like Psalm 100 and Psalm 118. God's steadfast love endures forever. So The writer of Psalm 136 locates this refrain inside the history of the people, telling the story in six parts. Verses 1 through 4 claim that God's power and nature precede our notion of time. God alone does great wonders, the psalmist says. God's steadfast love endures forever. The next movement occurs in verses 5 through 9 in a recap of the story of creation. Here God has given credit for making the heavens with understanding and spreading out the earth on the waters and setting the sun to rule by day, and the moon and the stars by night. For God's steadfast love endures forever. From creation we move to Exodus and the deliverance of the people from slavery in Egypt. As we told in verses 10 through 15, and in this miraculous feat, God brought Israel out of captivity, guided them with strength, and divided the Red Sea for safe passage because God's steadfast love endures forever. Verses 16 through 22 pick up the story in the wilderness, where God made water flow from a rock and led the way to the promised land and protected them from various threats of various kings, for God's steadfast love endures forever. The next section generally reminds the people of God's care for them and brings them into the presence, into the present into the present of God's continued care for them, God's provision. It is God who gives food to all flesh. The psalmist says, for God's steadfast love endures forever. And then we get to the final verse of the hymn. It serves as the therefore, kind of like Olivia's thank you in Johnny Appleseed. It's the bottom line. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven, for God's steadfast love endures forever. In these 26 verses the psalmist is modeling a rhythm, a practice of gratitude for us. And of course this practice was offered in community. These ancient hymns they were sung by groups of people, the children of God and later followers of Jesus. So we're going to practice gratitude together this morning. I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you sing. But I am going to ask that you would find the strip of paper that you have. And we do have them available online. You may have to go to Facebook to find the link so that you can pull up the whole list. We have different prompts to invite us to share our gratitude together. And so I'm going to ask you to take a look at that prompt and consider sharing what it says there on that piece of paper. And I will repeat the answers, summarize them so that we can all have a chance to hear My prompt says, describe a special favor that you received and how it helped and what it meant. So I'll just tell you a brief story as you're thinking about your own expressions of gratitude. When Augie was born, he's seven now, right there in the back. Hey, Augie. Now he's embarrassed. When he was born... Natalie was 13 months old. So Jason and I had gone from having zero kids to two under two in five months. You can imagine it was a whirlwind. We were feeling really overwhelmed. And you'll remember those newborn days, right? The blurry days. In those days, my sister, who had two kids of her own, has two kids of her own, would pick up our dirty laundry, take it to her house, wash it, fold it, and bring it back. And she did not really have time to do that. But what that, what that gesture did for us was give us clean clothes, which was really very helpful, but it also gave us hope that these daily tasks would not feel overwhelming forever. But even more importantly, it reminded us that we were not alone when they were overwhelming. So that's a favor that I received and I remember that message even today. So what about you? Do you have a story of gratitude to share today? Use your little stre- strips of paper to help. No, you've got something. Harlan. You did. Right. That's beautiful. So the story from Harlan is somebody helped him learn to drive. No one else would help him. And a friend said, here are the keys. Let's go. That's a big deal because it it did lead to your independence, or it certainly contributed to that. And there's an element of trust in there too, right? Here are the keys to my car. It's a big deal. Thank you. What a great story of gratitude. What else? What else? Something that makes you happy. So what makes you happy is being with your family, contributing to your kids' growth and development, reading to them, playing with them. Happiness is a good reason to be grateful. It's okay to be grateful for those moments of happiness and joy. Thank you, Amanda. What else? Yeah, Sandy. Yeah. Beautiful day, life, health, family, and friends, right? That covers maybe not everything, but quite a bit. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The why as a parent. We're grateful for life and family and friends and health. Absolutely. Yes, and not everybody has those all of the time, right? And so we're grateful when we can can experience those. Great. What else? Anybody else? Yeah, Steve. <laughs> Being back in church and the joy that it brings, absolutely. Very good. Anything else? Yeah, Kathy. Oh, and then Paige, Kathy and Paige. Name someone you know. Okay, gratitude for someone you know. Yeah, absolutely. For friends who are with us through thick and through thin, even through long distances, who help us take a step back and look at what's actually happening so that we can see those points of gratitude. That's really great. Kathy, thank you. Paige, what did you have? Something you use that other people might take for granted. Yeah. Running water, clean running water. Sometimes we take that for granted, even in the desert. Absolutely. So these are beautiful stories, and I know that you have more, and you can continue to practice that sense of gratitude because remembering and sharing those things and those people, those experiences for which we are grateful, it's important for our own health and for the health of our community as well. And a practice of gratitude has been proven to contribute to improved mental health, better physical health, stronger social bonds, and a greater capacity to build resilience. And so I want to give you the opportunity to practice this week. That's what this is about. You can take this with you. You can tuck it into your Bible. It's counting your blessings. That's how we often talk about this, right? Counting your blessings. So I invite you to take a look at that, and also on the back, if you're praying the Psalms during this series, this will lead you through praying Psalm 136. And and you can use that information, which is on the second page. And again, those links are available online. You may have to go to Facebook to find them. Reading passages like Psalm 136 has, has, has proven to strengthen a sense of community. They help us raise our voice and gratitude even in times when we are finding it difficult to feel thankful because the truth is, beloved, God's steadfast love endures forever. And that deep and abiding truth is worthy of our gratitude every day. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this earth, our home, for the wide sky and the blessed sun, for the salt sea and the running water, for the everlasting hills and the never-resting winds, for trees and the common grass underfoot. We thank you for our senses by which we hear the songs of the birds and see the splendor of the summer fields and taste the autumn fruits and rejoice in the feel of snow and smell the breath of spring. Grant us hearts wide open to all of this beauty and save our souls. From being so blind that we pass unseeing, when even the common thorn bush is aflame with your glory. O oh God, our Creator, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.